And welcome back to a Silent Seven podcast, episode seven. Hello. A lot of sets, a lot of sevens. Seven's uh, seven. the Lord's number. Seven, seven. It is. We are uh, not a podcast about nothing. We're not Seinfeld. It's not a show about nothing, but we're also not a show about any one thing. Each week, we like to get together and talk about whatever's going on that interests us, and we invite you to come along with us. Welcome on come this journey. Come along. You belong. You won't know that song. I don't. I don't want to. I'll elaborate in a minute. But That's uh, fine. So. Hello. I am, I'm Kale. Here's uh, across from me is my good buddy, Josh. My name is Josh. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to be weird with it. Because uh, I knew you would think it was weird. That's probably why I did it. Well, it's not that I was thinking it. It's that it was actually weird. <sighs> Anyways. A little socially awkward. Yep. How's your day been today, little buddy? Not, not too shabby. How how about you? How you doing? Mine are pretty good because I got my air tags and you didn't. That's that's a factual statement. That's true. Uh, so You're holding one. I'm holding it in my hand. It's live and here it is. That's what person. it sounds like. It's shockingly loud. I think the mic was. Yeah, I think the yeah, mic's no, picking it up. Through the, oh yeah, that's pretty loud. They're a little different than I was expecting, and I I don't know why. I think so. Many of the pictures you see here, they're like in the case. You only I see thought this the, side. the so, I mean, it's it's like the uh, you know a, a metal. That's probably what the size of about a quarter, I'd say. So probably a little bit. The metal than a part, and then the plastic. The other half is a, is a little bit bigger. But I kind of thought the plastic overwrapped the metal on the ends, uh, but it does not. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. I um I lost it in my house, and then I did the arrow thing, like it pointed right because I mean I live in an apartment. I can't really get thirty feet away. Right. Um. Uh, it's not that small, but whatever. I didn't feel like walking that far. Anyways, um, but it did like the arrow thing and it pointed. And when I was facing away, it did like kind of like this weird bubbly circle thing. Yeah. And then as soon as I turned and faced the direction it was, then the arrow, boom, it popped up and it pointed perfectly to where I just sat on the coffee table yeah. and it pointed right to it. And then it got, I got closer and the numbers are counting down 10 feet, nine feet, whatever. Yeah. Get right to it. And then it like, it's vibrating the whole time you're doing it. And the vibrating is getting more and more intense as you get closer to it. That's cool. And so then right when I was on it, so I'm assuming if you're near it, but you can't see it if, but you're right on it. Yeah. Uh, the vibrate was like really intense. And then on the screen, it was like, you're right on it. And it was pretty cool. And it's a pretty little nifty little thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like there's a lot of potential for them to blow minds here. No. Like, I feel like the best case scenario is that it works as advertised. You lose your keys, you and can find them. And that's what you're describing. Right. So, uh, like, I'm going to put one on my dog, yeah. which that'll be nice. But if she runs into the woods, uh, that dog's gone. Unless there's some a hobo with an iPhone out there. Yeah, it's got to be able to hit the network Can somewhere. we say hobo in 2021? I don't know what you're supposed to say anymore. A hobo seems like the least offensive of things to me. Like, What I does pick- hobo stand for? Homeless boy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but I mean, it is cool. It's, I think, uh, the description, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Marquise? Marquise Brownlee. Yeah. We talked about him some last week. I think he compared it to like the kind of button you would pin on your bag or your shirt. That's a pretty apt description of the size. Like you did a good job pin Um, it on your shirt when you're in. The first thing I did when you handed me yours was take it apart because I had demonstrated that. Yeah. Do you want to? It comes apart super easy. You swap out the battery. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's as now there's a little bit of. 
Uh, I don't want to accuse Apple of anything here, especially not because they have high-powered attorneys and AI that can listen to our podcast that's hosted on We know that's not their happening. Podcast. But uh, they're playing a little fast and loose with the word engraving here. Yeah, so there's engraving you can get for free. Uh, on there so i thought why not i've never engraved have you ever engraved an apple product no because i resell everything that's a good point but i engraved these because there's not gonna be any resale value like it i is didn't what it think is. about that i just saw it and i was like yeah i want to and yeah. we have four we got the four pack so i was like i want to maybe be able yeah. to quickly i did that's what that's that. what i thought made sense yeah and so i engraved them it's engraving's a strong word i would call this print they printed on this yeah it's it's on the plastic not the metal yeah, and I thought it would be on the and metal. And it's not part, like it's laser etched or anything. And it's, I cannot put it back together right now for the life of funny. me. That's funny. And it's yelling at you. Well, that's it turning on. So cool. I'm glad you got. You didn't get your uh, like holders or keychains or anything yet. That's though, tomorrow. Right? I have to pick them up at the mall. Which ones did you get? Just the Belkin one, the cheap yeah. one. Yeah, that's what we did. Apparently, every website, if you want a keychain for it, none, almost all of them are pre-order. So I'm like, I'm not going to pre-order any right. of this because who knows if you'll even release it because that's yeah. happened plenty of times in the past. So don't pre-order anything, guys, if you can't. And then um, everything's sold out if it is available now. I'm I'm a big fan. I think we've mentioned them on here before. The company Nomad. Um, Nomad they, is all pre-order. Chargers, cases, accessories, all kinds of stuff. Most of it leather, really high quality, high-end stuff. It's nice. I love their, you know, I've got their charger on my nightstand. It's got like three coils in it so I can charge my iPad and my, or my uh, AirPods and my phone. And then it's got a watch charger built in. Just everything they make is is super quality. Oh, um, you know what was really cool with the yes. AirTag? So as soon as I, as soon as I took it out of the thing, it's covered in plastic. You unwrap the plastic and then there's just one little piece of the plastic stuck inside of it. So the battery doesn't make So the battery's contact, not on. Yeah. So as soon as you pull that, it makes a little chime, like the noise you just heard. And then instantly my phone was just unlocked next to yeah. me. Instantly, boom, popped up on my phone. You thought hey. of that because I said AirPods, right? Yeah. Because they pair like the AirPods. Like right. once it's by your phone and on. It just pops up. A little card pops up. It goes, hey, here's an AirTag. Do you want to pair yeah. it? It goes, what, what is your... Uh, what AirTag is this? It already has pre-selected like keywords, and then they yeah. already have an emoji built in with it. I did a custom one for Kuma for my little dog, but then boot bag, boom, emoji just popped up. And then I was like, let me ask my HomePod, like, let me, hey HomePod, where is my book bag? Yeah, but on here it's backpack. So Kira won that round because I think it's book bag. Kira backpack. Hello. Newman. I just feel I don't like saying it backpack. Like yeah. I feel like my mouth is really backpack. It's like the aliens on Mars attacks, don't, aren't they? Like ack 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 ack. No. You haven't seen it, have you? No. I need you to catch up. On, no. Uh, anyway, so then I was just like, hey, homegirl, uh, where's my where's my book bag? Yeah. Backpack. And then she, in a second, went, bing, bing, yeah. bing. Like, and I was like, wow, that was really fast. No. And, she, and then she goes, it's right near you. Bing, bing, yeah. bing. And I was like, whoa. So that's no. cool. Cool story. So I really like Nomad stuff. Yeah. Um, and so they did a couple of keychains because everybody that does accessories is going to do them. I just didn't want to... Uh, I like their stuff because the leather's quality and their cases are quality, but I'm like, I don't want to spend that much for for the keychain. So I bought the cheap Belkin ones. But what Nomad did release, and I did pre-order because they release everything. It's not I vaporware. Be, I would it's trust common, Nomad. Yeah. Is, and I've never been this kind of guy. I've never been the, like, I'm going to put the strap on my sunglasses so oh, they can hang around. Oh, you the sunglasses my, one? I did because they, they released a, a nice sunglasses one, and it's got a little thing that it can clip into, but it's because... I've probably lost, I don't know, four or $500 worth of sunglasses in the last, I'd say, 10 years, and I'm a little over it. If we were a video podcast, I could show this better, but this is what I do instead of wearing sunglasses. Watch my eyes. Watch. And then I don't have to spend $500 on sunglasses. I squinted. That's what I did. And then I didn't need sunglasses, and I was fine. Because I like to know what how things look. 
Like when I'm wearing sunglasses, everything's like a different color. I'm like, how does this actually look? And I'm always doing this. I'm always lifting up the sunglasses and like checking. Like, what does this actually look like? Anyone else relate? You got a real special set of neuroses over there. Between your Lego game list and this, I got some real deep-seated concerns. <sighs> I just, I also, I don't want to wear sunglasses. It, here we are, and I'm, I'm feeling it. That's, that's what, that's what dawned on me. Um, we're, I don't even know how far into the pod, and we have not cracked our Jocko goes. We're almost and at nine minutes. Nine subpart. Those might have been, those might have been like solid six, solid five minutes. But it's time to crack mm-hmm. our Jocko goes. Already so we can crank this up to a seven as per usual. Cheers, sir. Cheers. To the Salad 7 Podcast. It was funny because today I actually thought I'm not going to open it before we start because I've done that every time so far. And you're like, why did you drink it already? So then today I'm like, all right, I'm not going to drink it. So I'm setting up the little podcast thing, getting everything ready, have the jog right here. And then just without even thinking, I just went... Just because I was thirsty, and then just the look on your face of absolute disappointment. No, I was, I was judging you hard. And then as soon as I did, I was like, "Oh frick, I'm an idiot." Yeah, all well it ends well. Yeah, so but no one cares. Yeah, but you're, now you're you're fueled up. You're ready to get after it. I've been getting after it since I was born. It's good to go. So, but no, so I got the the sunglasses thing. That was cool. And, How much uh, were those? Like thirty. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, that's the nice thing. Uh, like Nomad takes care of their customers too. So mm-hmm. like they're, they're regularly, they give you pre-order in advance if you're an existing customer and stuff like that. So their stuff's all, I don't so know. So you're I, pre-ordering the pre-order? Something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was the case this time, but they have done stuff like that and they're good about, you know, tossing you a, a discount code here and there. So mm-hmm. it was, I don't know, five or 10 bucks off of what retail will be. Oh, okay. So I got that, but I mean, I'm not going to get it till like June. So that was why I didn't get the yeah. Nomad keychain because it was well, like June. So 100%, I want to, I want to tell you right now that uh, you and America on the podcast, uh, what will happen now that I, so I'll, uh, my air tags should get here next week. So I'll have the air tags. Okay. I have my sunglasses Okay. and there's going to be a period of time where I have the air tag and I have the sunglasses and I don't have the strap. 100 percent i will lose, lose these sunglasses yeah. before that strap arrives well we got the uh these today and kira's like what if we lose kuma between now and when her dumb little keychain thing comes in that'd be great do you guys not have her chipped no we have to oh uh, we were going to get her spayed like next week but yes, then when we horrible parents well she you have to do it when they hit six months she just hit six months like two weeks mm-hmm. ago and so um we were gonna get her spayed but then when we finally called the place we were going to go do it at, they're like, hey, yeah, we're booked up till July and we haven't even opened the books yet till July. And so then I'm kind of like, can you put us on your pre wait list for the wait list? So I don't know what we're going to do, but our vet wants to charge like 550 bucks. So that's a no go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I'll just snipper myself. I have a pair of scissors in the cupboard. Uh, speaking of being a child and hating waiting for things, mm-hmm. uh, I ordered my iPad Pro this morning. Wow. My new one. So I ordered the 11. I went 11 inch. Okay. 256 gig. I looked at doing, I've, I've always just done the Wi-Fi models. I've never done cellular, mm-hmm. but they're doing a deal on these. Like all the carriers, like they'll give you like 150, 200 bucks, which is basically the price difference. But then you add $10 to your cell phone plan. Well, that's what I thought. I'm like, eh, like I show, like we put the iPad in a holder and let the kids watch movies and videos on it in the van and stuff. So I'm like, I'm doing that enough rather than me having to worry about whether or not I've downloaded the thing. Hmm. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just spend the 10 bucks a month and do, is the, it cell, 5G? do the cellular. It is 5G. That was part of the, the big deal of the announcement, I believe. Hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm like, well, let me check out. We're on T-Mobile. I've got my watch on T-Mobile. It's like 10 bucks a month. No factor. It's not a big deal. Uh, how much to add an iPad, you think, sir? 
I'd say ten to fifteen bucks. Oh yeah, let's look, go ahead and uh, bump that up to sixty dollars a month. Sixty dollars so a that, month. So all that to say, I I bought That's the, a cell phone. All that to say, I bought the Wi-Fi only version, and uh, <laughs> it'll be here sometime at the end of May. I passed on the engraving, so I can inevitably resell it. Let's mm. be honest, probably to my sister. That's typically who buys my big Apple electronics. When and I, I buy the little them. ones, and you buy the little ones. I bought your cellular series three apple watch you did and then i ended up turning off the cellular because i found i was scarcely without my phone yeah no it's one of those things like you never you rarely need it but it's nice to have when you do that's what i thought like because i I liked running going on a run in the park without carrying my phone Mm -hmm. and then the watch tracks everything the music's downloaded but then i was like if i fall and can't get up i like i can make a call from the watch. Well, not only that, but if you fall and can't get up and you're knocked out, it'll make the call for you. Right. Like Reddit and forums and stuff, they're full of those stories of like, Dude. the watch saved my dad's life. Yeah. it's. I think we've talked about it before in the podcast, haven't we? I don't think we've talked about it on here, oh. uh, but we have talked about it just in life in general. The amount of articles of people um, taking the watch, going on some hike, going on some bike trails, something. This one guy was on a bike trail out in the middle of nowhere was riding his bike, went off some ramp or something, fell, landed horribly, knocks out, is unconscious, but his watch had the fall detection. Mm-hmm. It went off. Hey, you fell. We detected a fall. Are you all right? If you don't respond within 60 seconds, they de- it could detect when you're moving, so it detects no movement. It goes, all right, hey, we're going to call 911 and your emergency contacts if you don't respond in like the next five seconds. Yeah. And then bing, 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 doesn't respond. His uh, brother, I think, got the text or his son or something, uh, They, his son or brother, whichever, arrived at the scene when the ambulance was leaving with him in the ambulance. Yeah. That's baller. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's uh, similar stories about the little ECG app, mm, like detecting, yes. uh, you know, a heart arrhythmia and somebody going into the doctor and whatever. And like... Did I tell you the story of the one with the guy that bought just bought it brand new and he put it on, ran the little ECG check... And then it said, hey, you're about to have a heart attack or something, or you have AFib or something. Yeah, I was going to say, it very specifically is like, Apple Watch never detects heart attacks. Right. And it's, it's like right on the screen. Yeah, it's like but something yeah, is like, hey, something's not right with your heart. Yeah. And he goes, that's weird. Runs the test again, same response. Hey, something's not right. He goes, honey, to his wife, try this, put it on. She runs it, thinking it's just glitched maybe. Yeah. She puts it on. Hey, you're fine. You're perfect. He goes, that's weird. Let me try it again. Puts it back on himself. Hey, something's wrong. You, gotta, you need to get this checked out. So he goes, to the, he goes let's just go to the, I think, uh, what is it? Not the, the not the ER, but like the a central care or something. Care. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He goes there, and they're like, uh, you, the doctor runs the test, looks at him, and goes, "You need to take out stock and Apple because this just take uh, saved your life. You you were about to yeah. go into AFib or something like that." Yeah, I mean, it's insane it's cool when the tech does the stuff like that. Best part about the story. My mother-in-law thinks Apple watches are ridiculous. She yes. doesn't see the point. So okay. I'm ex- I literally told her that story. Yeah. This watch saved the man's life, right? I'm telling her this. She goes, why didn't he know he didn't have a good heart? <laughs> it's, like, a, it's a fair question. And I'm like, it's a fair, well, I'm with you, Riho. Why didn't he know? <laughs> and so I cannot convince her. And then her dealing with my home, they stayed with us recently. Right. Her dealing with my home pods was hilarious. Her husband loved it. He, I mean, I think they listen to the podcast now, actually, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Hey, so, guys. Hey, how's it going? Uh, but he, I could tell he was like asking her all the different things. That was fun. Yeah. So I, I want to buy them one, but it's too expensive. No. So love you, that's all, So it's cool. And I mean, I, I, I'm still on a series four, like five and six weren't enough for me to, yeah. to update. But like it's the right time in the world to have your watch like, be able to do the O2 sensing, you know. The O2 sensing? Oh, oh series six. 
will uh, tell you your, your blood, blood, your blood oxygen, oxygen oh, levels. Right, right. Yeah, the O2 syndrome, which, yep. you know, like if you've got a lot of times, if you've got COVID and it's serious and you've gone to a hospital and they've been like, oh, you're not really serious enough for the hospital to go home. They tell you to watch your oxygen saturation. And if it dips below a certain amount, come come back in. Is that and, watch out? That's out? Yeah. Or? yeah that's, oh, wow. that's the current. That's the six. And so, um, and I, 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 you know, you can join different studies and stuff that Apple co-sponsors and things like that. And I think there's one revolving around an aura, like the smart ring. I've got one of those. I don't know if I've ever shown you that, but um, uh, the NBA was using the aura for like COVID detection because it reads body temp and stuff like that while you sleep and things like that. But uh, there's some studies I think going on right now with Apple watch with, with COVID detection where it's telling before you're even symptomatic, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's cool to see those kind of tech. I got the Apple Watch SE. Yeah, and it's pretty affordable. I feel like the the Holy Grail. I think we've talked about this, and you're not impressed because I'm I'm gonna guess. I know you've never dealt with this, and probably nobody in your life does. But if they figure out how to read blood glucose without uh, having to have like a needle for a continuous glucose monitor uh, or doing a finger prick. Uh, they're, I mean, Apple's rich enough, but they figure that out and they're going to, they're going to print money. If, if all these diabetics walking around can glance at their watch or have, have their watch or their phone alert them to changes in their blood sugar and you're literally not drawing any blood to do it, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And the rumor mill on that one keeps getting louder and louder. I don't know that it's going to be the next watch, but, mm. and I can't imagine the crazy science that goes into figuring that out. Yeah, like just with skin contact. I mean, most of the things these like. I mean, I'm pretty healthy. I don't really have most. of I don't need to know what my heart. I feel like I have a decent heart. All these things. So most of these features, whenever they come out, like the blood oxygen, like I'm, click. I don't care. Like, yeah, whatever. But I'm sure there are people that that is fantastic for. Well, if you, I mean, if you've got the row row and you're gasping for air, you care, and you don't have to be. But why at that point do you care what your watch is saying? You just need like a you need like a hug or something. I don't know. Well, I have, uh, I'd have to get my, my doctor buddy to chime in on this, but I feel like I've, I've read stories where it's like people feel like they're breathing fine, but then they take their O2 sats and it's way low. Ah. I think it can creep up on it. And then when it's long for extended periods of time, but then what's the does. next step? So you see it's low. Then... So then they would actually admit you to like oh, call okay. the ambulance, get to the hospital. They, they will admit ah. you at that point. But because gotcha. when it's, when it's low for an extended period of time, it does organ damage and all mm. kind of stuff. So neat, neat, neat. Tech is neat. I actually watched a non Apple tech event this past week i, I watched, didn't see anything from that i uh i chimed into samsung samsung's event and it was i i got into it late um and it was mostly their galaxy book it wasn't phones and stuff so like who their cares? actual uh lots of people who aren't apple fanboys and it was funny watching it because i haven't been keeping up with that space as much because i'm not in the windows market i just watched for the pod i do this for you people uh, but i'm watching i'm like these actually look like decent machines. It's cool. The tech looks cool. It's funny because the event, I'm sorry, it did feel like a poor man's Apple announcement. Like it just felt like they were trying to model that. And it yeah. was, um, you know, in the video, like Apple's, is, you can love or hate Apple, but like the videos they've been doing while they're no. doing their remotes, I don't know how, I don't know how they're getting I the shots. Like I don't know how just, they're editing it. It's dude, insane. It's um, insane. But I'm looking at these laptops. I'm like, no, it's it's cool. It looks sharp. It looks like they're doing some smart things. And I was watching the the stream through Engadget, like through their YouTube feed. And their people came on after. And so the whole time I'm like, because I haven't looked at Windows machines in forever. So I'm like, well, they look, you know, they're, they're whatever. They look good. They look mm-hmm. cool for, they're like, basically like this is this is garbage. Like, they're not doing anything new. There's no innovation here. There's nothing that's not already being done. It's no big deal. Why did they even hold this event? Really? I'm like, oh. Well, I, I guess I really haven't been keeping up with Windows machines. Jeez. So, but I watched it, and that was that was my takeaway. 
Neat. Which is, I guess, not much of a takeaway. Did they come out with a newer uh, flip phone screen? Flip I screen didn't, phone? I didn't see. They talked a lot about like... We're we're integrating the we're using what we we're taking what we've learned from the phones and incorporating it here to make this better so thinner lighter faster blah 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 and it was like five different versions of of notebooks and they're you know doing the Intel like Tiger Lake eleven and it was I guess from what they were saying in gadget like people were just roasting them for the processor because it's still like okay but next to M one you know it's oh M one is that high up. M M one is. It's, I mean, I know it's fast. It's a different category. So okay, I haven't watched yeah. the benchmarks since M one has been well, out. Well, the the benefit that they have is that it's it's the whole ecosystem. So they're designing this processor, and everything's on the same chip: CPU, GPU. Right. It's all in one place. It's right. all optimized for each other. It's all optimized for the hardware that they're building around it, for the operating system that they're installing on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just end to end, and so you can build it with such intention. It's just it's like your iPhone; they build everything start to finish. Yeah, it's well, kind of, except for like the glass. Except for when they're buying their screens from Samsung yeah. and their glass from Cornell and whatever. But yes, point taken. So it's just such an advantage where right. that's always been a disadvantage in um, the Android world and the Windows world where it's not, it is segmented. The The experience I have on this phone running Android isn't going to be the same as the experience on this, uh, you know, this whatever. So, right. but I watched it. I'm not going to buy one, but I wanted to tell you guys that even if you were impressed, evidently the people didn't gadget think you shouldn't be. Neat. So your mileage, your mileage may vary. You know what, Kale? Just for watching that, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's all part of the service I provide here. I did see something, and this this was you know we tend to stay on the lighter side of things. We're a little nerdy, whatever, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. But I I, I did see like a, a question posed on social media this week that I just felt like I really had to bring to the pod. I feel like it's it's something we really have to 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 hash out, and it's coming from an odd source for me because it isn't really my my thing. Okay. Um, but uh, I saw this from Barstool Sports, and it was, you can only watch movies and future projects from three of these franchises for the rest of your life. Which three are you picking? These are your options. DC, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, John Wick, James Bond, Mission Impossible. This is hard. They've posed the impossible question, sir. Okay, you, so real three, quick, you no, you can pick three. Oh no, real quick: DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, John Wick, 007, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take off Harry Potter. I'm gonna take off 007. Marvel is on there. I'm just gonna put Marvel down. Can you stay I'll married? Can you take Harry Potter off and stay married? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, she would probably pick Jurassic Park. She loves Jurassic Park, but I'm gonna take Jurassic Park off. I'm just gonna take yeah, Jurassic Park off, 007 off, DC off, Jurassic Park off. Did I say Jurassic Park already? Mich- See, to, to me, the, the easy eliminations here are Jurassic Park, James Bond, Mission Impossible, John Wick. Those are the I easy love, eliminations. I love the Mission Impossible movies. Really? I Except number two. Number I, two is garbage. I, I, I want to be clear. I don't dislike them. Okay. But to, to quote Jim Halper, this isn't guilty pleasure movies. The, this is Desert Island movies. These are the only projects movies you get to watch. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. I Marvel's for sure on there for sure because we just Kieran and I just finished the entire Marvel. Uh, it has adventure. to be on there. Yes, and I'm right when we finished Endgame. I thought go back to Captain America one. Um, Star Wars has to be on there, even with the misses. It's got to be on there. We're talking about the universe, not just the movies and all future projects. It's got to be on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll put Star Wars on there. John Wick, I'm loving. 
I love John Wick, but I don't know if he merits. Well, how much more can they do? That's the where I'm at. I'm like, you're kind of done. There's two more movies coming out. Did you know that? Three came out like, what, two years ago before COVID? And then they already signed to make four and five. I think before, right when three came out, that announcement came Good out. Good for Keanu. Yeah. No, he's dope. I'm going to go Mission Impossible, Marvel, Star Wars. Really? Mm-hmm. DC is a hit and miss. I liked Snyder Cut, but I'm not... If I have to watch... I won't watch Snyder Cut for the rest of my life, but I'll watch uh, Fallout, Mission but Impossible, I guess, Fallout. See, you're judging on what exists now and not the potential. Well, if uh, and, Warner Brothers is still and, in charge of DC... And future projects, it says... Well, they also released the Dark Knight series, sir. Yeah, they're they're rare in their movie uh, goodness. I, I I don't know. I I really can't. Just I, so I I love Lord of the Rings. I like the the OG trilogy more than the Hobbit trilogy, and so but I just don't want to watch them over and I, over. I would ditch it because Tolkien's dead, and I don't see what else they're gonna do. Mm. Though, I mean, I guess we're about to find out because as we talked about, they're about to dump half a billion dollars into a season of a show based on it. So I guess we'll see. Um, But man, there could be a lot more great Harry Potter. DC's gone for me. I guess I'd go, I guess I'd go Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter. I think okay. I, I think I would. Again, I feel don't like John just, Wick is a weird, I feel like they could have picked a better one for that. Well, one you option. had to fill that square with something. I know, but I feel like there's some... I can't think of one now, but I feel like there's a better and again, option. I don't... Dis- I'll sit and watch. Like, I'll watch a James Bond flick. I'll watch Mission Impossible. I'll I, watch them, but not for the rest I'm, of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling Chris Pratt and Jurassic Park. Like, I'll, I'll enjoy them. But right, and I'm saying those again, are... Not de- discrediting the, the movies. Desert Island question. Not for the rest of my it's, life. It's different math. Yeah. That's a... Can we have more of these uh, brain... Uh, it is enhancing when you first at first you're like oh i'm gonna pick and it is a bit of a like obviously yeah. this is not an existential issue but for the rest of your life for a second you're like Yee. uh speaking of barstool being an odd source for me and the fact that we don't do sports ball much uh your your packers gonna have a quarterback next season what's going on i think aaron i think aaron will stay you don't think he's gonna peace out to host jeopardy um apparently he can um do both if he chooses to apparently he is going to be the host that's the rumor mill i mean i haven't looked since he stopped hosting while he was hosting the big rumor mill was he i mean obviously he loved it he posted more i think about i would love someone to correct me i think he posted more on his ig and stuff about hosting jeopardy than he does during about the packers during the season that could be problematic. The dude loved it. Like yeah. he and I watched every single night. Kira made fun of me because I literally had a, a, a an alarm go off every day at six fifty Jeopardy, and I would go. I was even walking Kuma one time. I was like, "Oh frick, I forgot about Jeopardy." Had I it didn't up on my phone. That you were seventy years old. And I was like, "Oh whippersnappers!" Um, and uh, no, he killed it. He did great on Jeopardy. Yeah. He's um, always seemed. I mean, my Aaron Rodgers uh, knowledge almost begins and ends with the discount double check. Um, oh yeah, but he's always seemed like a, a no, likable fella. Like he would be a great dude to hang out with. Yeah, like he's super funny. He's into all like the nerdy shows. He loves Star Wars. He loves all that kind of nerdy well, let's stuff. Get him on the pod. Yeah, I'll call him. He actually um, he was on. You haven't been listening to Brian Baumgartner's no Office Pod. Uh, he was on. He's like an Office super fan. Yeah, yeah, he's a they, fan of all those like, shows. He like he Brian uh, Baumgartner is the the guy that played Kevin on the Office. 
And him and Aaron Rodgers like golf together. Like they, well, because they Brian, hang. they're buddies. Yeah, Brian's a huge Packer fan. Yeah, yeah. that's part of why uh, season nine. Have you still not watched season nine? I've watched it, but maybe like two times. But that's how part of how he ended up on. Oh yeah, he was a guest judge. Yeah. on the Office. Yeah, yeah. When it. Andy went on his little singing show. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, but no, I think Aaron's not leaving. My gut call is he's not leaving Green Bay because last, whenever the new head coach came in, Matt Lafleur, he came in and. There was like a big contra- like a French jewel thief. It is uh, from the Incredibles. Yeah. Um, I just watched the first one because I'm about to play the Lego game. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so when Lafleur came in there and Mike McCarthy when before he was leaving as head coach, there's a lot of controversy in the whatever, and people are like, "Oh, Aaron and Mike McCarthy hate each other." Grah, grah, grah. Oh, is he gonna get along with Lefleur? It's gonna be drama. Blah blah blah. And then once the season was halfway through or over, Aaron and Matt are—you can see them in like interviews. I forget where I saw it, but they were like laughing at the headlines coming out because they're like, "We don't know who's saying all this stuff because we're like best friends, and this is funny to read because it's not true." So I feel like. I think ESPN and all these people, they just love creating drama around Aaron yeah. Rodgers for whatever reason. Even when his brother was on The Bachelor, there was like a lot of controversies like Aaron hates his family. And it's like, maybe, but what did they do? Let's I, ask that. I'm proud to say not only that I didn't know that he had a brother, but that I didn't know that his brother was on The Bachelor. His brother was on The Bachelor and won. That makes me really happy about Was me. it The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I think he was on... Because it's the chick. I don't think The Bachelor can win. The, I mean, no. So then there's he, an argument that The Bachelor can't lose, but hey yo, he would have to have been on The Bachelorette to be able to, to, win, to win. Yeah, so he was on The Bachelorette. But let's be honest, won. nobody wins those shows. But he brought out, yeah, for real, the shows are stupid. But he brought out like a lot of their dirty laundry amongst the family. Uh, Aaron's been quiet about it the whole time. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers. I think I'm more of an Aaron Rodgers fan than I am a Green Bay Packer fan. Well, hey, Aaron, if you're listening, come come to the pod. Come hang out with us, buddy. No, he's super dope. We'll talk some office He probably just you. heard me talk about him. He's probably like, this kid's weird, and he's out. But if, no, he's dope. Listen, if Lego re- released a, a football game based on Aaron Rodgers, you'd play it. That's all we're saying. I mean, if I could kill it, Happily. get all 100% achievements, yeah, I probably would. Happily. <laughs> but no, I hope he hosts Jeopardy, and I hope he stays at Green Bay. But if he leaves Green Bay, I might have to buy New Jersey. You think there's life left in him? Oh, yeah, for sure. Did How you old see? Is he now? 36, 37. I mean, it's just not he the just same turned... as it used to be. I mean, you look at, he's not as old as uh, Brady, right? How old is Aaron Rodgers? Hurry up. Aaron Rodgers is 37 years old. 37. And he's, I mean, Brady's playing, he's, Brady's saying he's playing until 45. So, yeah. and Aaron, I think, had probably one of the best, if not the best season this past season. Didn't you watch every is... game? Does he have a Super Bowl championship or he doesn't? Yes, he has he won does. 2010. Yeah. yeah. And he has not. I think he's, I don't know if he's been back, but like the last eight years, they get to the game before the Super Bowl and yeah. always lose. And it's heartbreaking every I'm year. always, I'm always happy that that, that happens for, for you. Yeah. Well, it makes I'm every. I like, hey, you want to go do this thing? You're like, I want to go watch the Packers play. So then when they lose, I'm like, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I'm really stressed out for this upcoming season because last year I bought Sunday Ticket. Yeah. Uh, because you can stream it. Uh, but the year before we were able to use Kira's student email, and it was a hundred bucks for the whole year. I was like, sweet. This past year, we I went to log in. It goes, hey, give me her student schedule. Give me her GPA. Give me this. Give me that. Give me that. Obviously, none of those things are present. 
Um, $350 later, Kira had a heart attack while I paid for Sunday ticket. Oi. So I don't know what I'm going to do this year because I really don't want to do that again. So if someone's listening and wants me to will let me borrow their Sunday ticket login, that'd be great. I'm not sure that's okay. Who cares? People share Netflix logins. What's the difference? Yeah. I think it's different. I think the NFL frowns heavily upon it. I feel like they... I think you're going to be like the one test case from like Pirate Bay where like, yeah, everybody downloaded torrents from them, but you're going to jail, kid. Probably. (laughs) But what's crazy is though, is like, yeah, NFL, I'll give you $350 to watch nothing but commercials. That makes sense. And then sometimes, more often than not, I wasn't even able to watch the game. I had to go through a TV uh, app like, oh, it's not... On yeah. Sunday tickets blocked out, even though I'm paying for it. So now I have to go on CBS's app and navigate that horrible interface or log on to NBC and navigate that horrible. Like it's, it's, yeah. What did I just pay you all that money for? No, uh, the part that's always appealed to me, cause like I don't hate football. I don't hate the sport. I've yes, just never, like I didn't grow up like really strongly tied to, like if anything, my family were Bears fans, but I, it just didn't Duh, really, Bears. just didn't really stick with me. Uh, which I guess is probably why we hate each other so much. Well, I've gone to several Packers bars to watch the games, yeah. and whenever um, like something bad happens, they, the one of the ones in Orlando downtown, they whenever like if uh, the Packers lose or do something bad, they'll go, "Yeah, this happened," but you know what? The Bears still suck. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so, but it's just that like I just have such a strong issue with the fact that it's an hour long game and it takes three and a half or four hours to play it. <sighs> And the counter argument is always like, well, you like baseball and baseball takes forever. But yeah, I know going in, like there's no clock on the scoreboard. Like I know going in, it's open-ended. It could be over. You could have three up, three down every inning. It could go real quick. Or it could be this 17-inning chess match slugfest, right? Like I, I know what I'm signing up for. Football, you put an hour on the clock. Can we come, could we do anything even approaching an hour? Could, could we do that? So the only thing that's ever really appealed to me is when, and it might be Sunday Ticket that's doing it, but are they the one where it's got the version of the game where it's just all the live plays? It depends on what version of Sunday Ticket yeah. you get. I think it's called, uh, I don't remember. To me, that's the way to go. Yeah, you only watch the action. Yeah. Yes. But I like all of it. Yeah. Why? It's inter- it's interesting to me. Like Some people are like, why don't you just wait to watch the last five minutes of the fourth quarter? Yeah. To me, this is as lame as this sounds. Um, I like to watch it from start to finish. How did we get here? How yeah. did we end up at the score we're or at? So I know a lot of guys like Red Zone too. Like the Red Zone channel just flip. Like they change from, whenever it, from all the close. games. Anytime somebody's within twenty yards right. of of the end zone. Have you watched it, the behind the scenes of that dude and how he does a day at the Red Zone? I don't know who that day is, and I have not watched that thing. Uh, whoever the host is, he did like a whole behind the scenes of his job, and it's like non-stop all Sunday morning and yeah. afternoon. Like, I I don't know how that dude does it every week. It's Right, but isn't that guy basically working a schedule that's like one day on, six days off? Probably. So, <laughs> so he's getting his work in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Right, like he's just constantly talking. Good for him, though. Well, listen, I feel like it's safe to assume that this many episodes in, we've cultivated an audience of mostly nerds. Maybe we've just put them through a lot of sports ball talk. 
And they're like, wait a minute. So before they hit stop. I thought he liked nerdy things. Why did he talk about football? Before they switch over to Bill Nye's podcast. I don't know if Bill Nye has a podcast. I, I say we give the people what they want. Okay. So Have I've been, you heard explicitly that they want this? I know what the people want. Okay. Uh, but no, I mean, it's no secret that, that we're into space. Me more than you. Space exploration at this point. In in particular, like I'm not all about like, ooh, let me see a cool picture of a nebula. But I'm kind of like Packer on the office. He's like, mm, boring. Call me when she rolls over. <laughs> yeah, rockets <laughs> and uh, rockets and rovers. I'm I'm down for though. But it's come as an afterthought a lot lately. So I thought we'd give it a little love this week. I thought not only would would we give it a love and not wait till the last minute or bump it to the bonus content, which of course you should all be. Uh, you know, subscribing and becoming supporters on Patreon to get a because new subscriber this week. as good as this is, we did. Hey, Jason, new Patreon supporter. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. And uh, so super cool. And so now Jason gets all the bonus content. Boom, boom, boom. And as good as these episodes are, let me tell you, we save the best stuff for Patreon. Like Mike's dad's yeah. stories. Yeah. No, I'm I'm over. Really, it's it's more of the same. But people hate exclusivity. You see a VIP line, you want to get in it. So right. you want to hear the bonus content, you got to become a supporter. But uh, this week, uh, we're gonna do space some justice, and it's not gonna just be me sitting here and regurgitating what I've read in articles and seen on videos. And it's not just gonna be Josh uh, saying asking me to explain it to him like I'm five. Uh, but this week, we thought we'd snag ourselves an actual physicist to explain it all to us like we're five. Not a joke, like an actual dude? Yeah, mm. a real physicist. So um, didn't we don't have him in studio tonight, but we did get a chance to sit down and chat with him earlier. Through a FaceTime uh, call. So here you go. So joining us now on the, on the podcast, welcome to Solid 7 Podcast, Mr. Jason Cardarelli. Hello. Tonight, it's, wow. that was your chance for a thunderous applause, and you missed. There it is. I was going for it, but <laughs> I saw is. him. I saw him gonna with the big deep voice. So um, now, did I did I shortchange you? I can't keep up with where you're at in your uh, educational journey at this point. Like, do you have a cooler title I could have given you than Mister? Yeah, you can throw in uh, PhD candidate Jason <laughs> Carterbelli. That <laughs> sounds a lot like a participation trophy, my friend. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, a close buddy of mine. This is a little tangential, but that's kind of our bag here. That's uh, he's a doctor now, but he was uh, never one to run around talking about being pre-med. He hated that people did that because he's like, all that means is that you're taking extra science classes. It doesn't mean anything. You're not a doctor. You're not you're, you're not a nurse. You're not even like a like you're not the guy that cleans bedpans like you're just a college student taking extra science classes. That's what you just said. Wow. So as the guy with yeah. the high school diploma, I found that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I did my own sad trombone. Um, hey, everyone. <laughs> I complain about the sound effects, but I really tee it up. It's I bring it upon myself. Yep. The so. quick trombone is it's it's a it's not the full clip, but yeah. it's enough to like give the effect. You know, it's you hear the rest in your head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I fix it, so I, I just click it, and it's playing as long as I hold the button. Uh, but you're, you're slightly more legitimate than that. It's it's not full participation trophy. So hang on, throat clear. Josh loves this part. <clears throat> It's just the fact that you talk through it is is my like just do it just clear the throat you're, you're as getting, soon as you feel it. You're getting all the <laughs> podcast hits here yeah. right, right on your first time on. <laughs> uh, so no, Jason is uh, my I would say little known fact, but uh, just not not a known fact at all is my brother-in-law. Aww. he's my wife's little brother. I can see the resemblance. 
not not so little anymore. Well, half brother, so you're lying. I know. And he's a twin. <laughs> so right now we're also speaking telepathically with his uh, with Jade's other brother. Wow. Via uh-huh. Jason, he can chime in at any time. So we'll just be talking yeah, to Jason. <laughs> that one didn't. That one didn't work. See, when they don't land, that's the problem. Yeah. I, that, I, wanted, to do the, funny. I wanted to do the laughter, but it, I, I still don't know. Anyway, so, Jason. Uh, so it would be more uh, accurate at this point to say younger brother, not little brother. I, I am a PhD candidate, but more <laughs> impressively, I am a twin. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, all grown up, engaged now. Whoa. Congra- congratulations. Yeah, and you this, Jackson or me, because both are true. Yes, yes. Whichever one I'm talking to, congratulations. <laughs> uh, but and uh, this is we were uh, talking to Jason about coming on to the podcast, and I, I said you had some uh, odd things I feel like in common with Josh that I thought would be fun to share, which is mm-hmm. uh, that your lovely fiance Sylvia is half Japanese, half. What? I don't even know what the correct way to describe the other half is at this point white caucasian <laughs> whatever it is that's her other half mm-hmm. uh and uh, yeah my good buddy joss here just recently married a lovely young lady kira who is half japanese Ooh, yep. and nice. half caucasian yep where is, is she, your caucasian side wife from she grew up in japan um oh. she grew up on a military base in japan an army base camp sama does she look japanese or does she look more white I'll have to. Is that uh, racist to ask? I mean, I guess you can. I guess you can answer. <laughs> I guess you can answer the question about uh, your own fiance. But I'll pull up a picture for Josh because she does not look dissimilar from your wife. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Because Kira so, looks more white than she looks Japanese. Um, I, I don't. I I guess she maybe looks a little more on the American side, but um. A term I picked up that I have no idea if it's a thing they're allowed to say and I'm not allowed to say, but Hathi is like I am the look. triggered, sir. He did air quotes, everyone. It's fine. Air quotes. It doesn't count. It, it's it's like an identifiable look. It's half yeah. American, half Japanese. Uh, she she looks like a Hathi. I, I'm confident that none of these 72 people that will listen to this podcast will be offended. So I think here. They'll probably like say more okay. offensive things. Uh, so, but we all it, think it, but in, we won't uh, say in it. addition to uh, being my brother-in-law and being uh, a doctoral candidate and being engaged to a lovely young—I'm not even going to repeat the term, sir. I'm so offended that you did. To begin with. <laughs> um, the important part is what what your doctoral candidacy is in. Uh, you're like you're a, an actual physicist, sir. Uh, Are yes. you far enough along uh, that we can say that? Can we call you a physicist? So. Um, here, here's, you've entered a very, like, uh, uh, a tumultuous, a couple years ago, if you would have asked me, it would have been an identity crisis in my life. Gotcha. Well, listen, talk, talk nerdy to me, man. Break it down. I got an undergrad in physics and I thought of myself as like a physicist totally. And going to grad school, I wanted to study plasma physics and I applied to like 15 physics programs and like two engineering programs. And the one I ended up going to was the University of Michigan's nuclear engineering uh, department. Yeah. Now, and I was going to ask if it's if it's cool to talk about your uh, department. Not that we're like some big controversial podcast or that anybody's listening to begin with, but the the lab <laughs> the lab you ended up in is no joke. Like your lab, Scott Street Cred. Is that uh, accurate? Yeah. yeah. I it, it's a it's a people know us and <laughs> we we got a 
couple of nice grants to build some very fancy uh, national scale like facilities in our lab. Um, we had the person who founded our lab, Gerard Maru, win the Nobel Prize in Physics two years ago. Wow. Um, so, yeah. Dude, I've people... done nothing with my life. <laughs> now, listen, I got I to gotta ask about that since you brought it up. Cause I, w- I wonder this. And uh, my, my take on this is entirely based on television and movies, which I find to be thoroughly accurate. But uh, now I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a sharp guy. I'm, I'm sure he's done some things. I'm sure he's got some accomplishments. Gerard Maru? Sure. Yes. I mean, I think we've all heard of him. I know I certainly uh, have. Household name, Gerard yeah. Maru. Um, but when somebody like that, who like they're, you know, it's not like he's, you know, he's working out of a university, right? It's not like he's hanging out at CERN, though the dude probably has hung out at CERN, let's be honest. Um, but uh, like, did, did, did he take a million dollar Nobel Prize on the backs of a bunch of, we'll say, um, just hypothetically, like PhD candidates who are doing all the real work? Oh, <laughs> historically, uh, it, it does happen that way. And a lot of like the past uh, Nobel Prize, especially in like recent years, have been huge collaborations. Yeah. So like ends up the publication has like maybe 100 co-authors. Um, and so they give it to like the the PI, like the, yeah. the main investigator. Gerard Maru, uh, there was a lot of news and he uh, there were three winners of the Nobel Prize that year. Gerard Maru, uh, this other guy who did other laser physics from a different university um, and Gerard Maru's grad student who worked in the project, uh, Donna Strickland, who was the first woman to win the Nobel Prize in physics since um, Marie Curie. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, not only that she pulled it off, but that the grad student actually actually got some love there. Yes, uh, both Gerard and um, Donna came and spoke to our group um, after they won the Nobel Prize, and uh, she she was surprised and delighted. <laughs> yeah, to be recognized for her work in grad school. No, that's... but it, it doesn't it doesn't always yeah. happen that way. Now, how does it go down? Let's talk the important part here. Do they have to split that million bucks? Like, did, did they all get chipped on the money? Because let's so be honest, a, a million dollars isn't what it used to be. I mean, I can make. Um, it I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. But the 2018 Nobel Prize was in physics was a two split notes for three people arthur ashkin i think was the other guy but uh, let me verify that uh, had dinner with him the other night lovely man yeah, yeah. also how um yeah. you uh discover he invented discovered i i don't know the technique for optical tweezers so you can like hold uh like organic molecules uh in place so you can study them in a microscope Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> no, and I would assume handy for like that one wily nose hair you just can't get with the regular tweezers. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're not supposed to pluck the nose hairs, though, gentlemen. Really? To, yeah, they can get infected. You got to trim them. It's a thing. Mm. Did not know that. Yeah, wait another 10 years, you'll know. Huh. So Ar- Arthur Ashkin won half the prize, and I think that netted him half the million dollars. All right. And Gerard Maru and Donna Strickland shared the other half, so they got a, so, they got a- I mean, I'd take it. What? So, like, <laughs> if you get but, a Nobel Prize, you get money? That's like, there's, yeah, there's a million bucks that goes along with it. So then, like... You're probably not going to need to worry about it. Oh, I'm zero. <laughs> it's not even in my stratosphere. Don't um, give up. It's <laughs> Hey, the world's changing. It's maybe, in your future. Maybe there'll be a Nobel Prize it's for just funny podcasts. Because we have, like, the same kind of 
fiance a look and then we both are wearing the same shaped cut kind of glasses yeah. and we both have dark hair so i'm thinking he's what i could have been if i tried <laughs> <laughs> that's no that's a fair assessment i, yeah. I like that and i did an internship is always greener i i don't have a podcast that's cool i mean it's you want here's 100 bucks you can buy this recorder <laughs> and start yeah, you can, do, do you want one <laughs> we can do it for we free one ready in the box for you um so no so that's awesome you're working at a really accomplished lab working with some smart people you're a smart guy yourself uh you kind of alluded to it so um you're you guys what you're doing now is with with lasers uh yes and despite my many requests it has nothing to do with putting them on sharks heads um you know we've we've asked like the reviewing boards journals there's just not into the idea that's see you gotta go you gotta go underground you gotta go like uh who was it? Terrence McKenna that was like tripping on acid and sitting in float tanks next to dolphins to try to talk to him. You just got to do it. Just get some shark, <laughs> get some sharks, get some zip ties, make it happen, Captain. We're we're also at the University of Michigan, so good luck finding a shark and <laughs> the tri-state area. It's fair. It's um, fair. <laughs> what are you doing with lasers? Ooh, that's that's the million dollar question. Like, because well, my first thought as an idiot would be, you're you're making a lightsaber. That is what I tell people. Yeah, yeah. We we make lightsabers. So, like, what um, practically though are you you guys doing it for? Because I'm sure it's probably gonna be something that I would never guess and I go, oh, that. Like, oh, we're using it to <laughs> <laughs> do something. I don't know. I'll let you talk. Uh, so broadly, um, the umbrella, like the physics area that I do work in, is high energy density physics. Um, and under that, we work in plasma physics. Um. So if you have a laser with a high enough intensity um, and you focus it down to a point high enough, you'll ionize matter. <clears throat> you'll separate electrons from ions and get this like soupy, gassy plasma state hmm. um, that the laser will interact with in a very like interesting physical way. Hmm. Um, so our lab, we work in this like consortium um, of like a collection of labs. Uh, so people study like various uh regimes of like interaction between the laser and the plasma. Uh, what I focus on is we, we have this really, really intense laser, um, that, uh, just got shut down. It was called the Hercules laser. Uh, it has a, uh, Guinness book world record for the highest intensity ever recorded. Oh, wow. Uh, by a laser. Um, I think that's been surpassed by now, but, uh, we just closed down Hercules and are building Zeus, which okay. will, like, should should get us the prize again. <laughs> not to sidetrack you, but like, what are the energy requirements to run something like that? Like, where do you draw that power from? Double A's. I mean, it sounds like way more than one point twenty one gigawatts. <laughs> um, we we so okay, we get it from the wall. <laughs> I I think two twenty amp. Is really? Like, yeah, but uh, so okay, good point. The you, there's two things to take into perspective: the amount of energy and the amount of time that energy like goes into the interaction for. So we charge up like the laser pumps uh, for up to like a minute for a po- full power shot, <clears throat> um, and then the laser pumps flash for a fraction of a second. And those um, we have a series of those in the laser chain, and those all amplify the laser by like uh, an exponential factor. Gotcha. So we're as we slowly draw power from the wall, uh, 
we release it in a fraction of a second. Right. Um, actually, one single laser pulse from the Hercules laser had at full power had more power than the entire U.S. grid uses in a year. Uh, and the way the way we can do that is our laser pulses are uh, like on the order of tens of not nanoseconds, not picoseconds, but femtoseconds, which say is that 10. Again? So <clears throat> think of a second in your head. No, say the word. Sorry, say the no, word pe- again. No, picoseconds, that one I know. That's the little yellow guy from Pokemon. I'm familiar with that <laughs> one. Good one. Yeah. You said what seconds? P- Femto. Empto? Femto. F-E-M. Oh, Femto. Okay. Okay. Like I've never uh, heard of that word. No, but I'm going to work that in a conversation yeah. this week, guaranteed. How long did it take you to do that project, Smith? Femto minutes? That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. Here we go. Wrong one again, my friend. <laughs> no, I wanted the, I wanted the uh, laughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted it. I That's the it. only way you're going to get it. Yeah, all right. So femtoseconds. So, yes. How many femtoseconds? So 10 femtoseconds. So think of a second in your head, and you can probably even think of like a millisecond. That's You can think of a millisecond. Mm-hmm. Quick. And then divide that by a thousand, and then divide that by a thousand, and keep dividing by a thousand like a couple more times. Milliseconds ten to the minus three, and go all the way down to ten to the minus fifteen seconds. (laughs) See, this is this is the kind of stuff I wanted a physicist on for, because it's like (laughs) when you hear Neil deGrasse Tyson, who we absolutely cannot get on our podcast, when you hear Neil deGrasse Tyson trying to explain different infinities to someone and you're holding on to the top of your head because that's the only thing keeping it from blowing <laughs> off. Because you're like, no, no, Neil, there's just infinity. And then he yeah. explains to you how you're wrong. Oh, yeah. This, this, is our, this is our multiple infinities moment. I just watched him to tell me why that movie was not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity was wrong. That's fair. Hey, but he got him to fix the stars in Titanic, so... His thank, education has not been wasted. Thank God. Anyways, but Neil's not here and you are, so, so please continue. So 10 femtoseconds, the laser shoots out. Like, can your natural eye even, does it even register it? Or is um, that how it works? Do you actually see like a thing go across the room? <laughs> and does the, it the make that noise? Pulse, <laughs> uh, so we, we have a lot of like very interesting and particular physics, um, the lasers that work at this regime are infrared. So you can't see the, the laser pulse, but <clears throat> the lasers are pumped with green lasers. So you can see those flash and they are bright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they teach us in like laser safety course every year that we have to renew like our safety training. Um, even if the laser light scatters off a wall or something, like say it hits a mirror that it was supposed to go to like a fancy office. The mirror was skewed, so it's the wall. The light scattering off of the wall, just like diffuse scattering, is enough to like injure your eye, blind you. Gosh, that's crazy. And in fact, uh, LASIK surgery was invented uh, at our university because a grad student in our group accidentally shot himself with our ultra-fast laser and went into like the eye doctor. And the eye doctor said, "This damage is beautiful. How did you do this?" It's um, a freaking dope story. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I had my laser named after a god going off. <laughs> and bingo, bango, here we are. So can you use it for LASIK? Is yeah, that- yeah, yeah. Uh, femtosecond lasers are used in LASIK surgery. 
That's crazy. Yeah. I was halfway no, making a cool. joke too. So am I dumbing down the process too much going back to the power? Cause I'm a little stuck on that. Cause that intrigues me. So is it too simplistic to say that you're just kind of, you're pulling that power off the wall and you're just, you're just building up the charge like in capacitors. Is that uh, too simple? No, that's, no, that's a fair, like, yeah. So you, I mean, you're using more than what you can draw out of the wall, but it's like you're, it's like you're filling up a pool with a bucket, and then once the pool's full, now, now you can. That's right. That's right. We, we charge these, basically like capacitors in the circuitry, but we charge these like flash lamps. Yeah. Uh, and those flash lamps actually pump <clears throat> crystals, which are laser pulse enters at the moment they're flashed, uh, and those crystals, which are pumped by the flash lamp, uh, make the give the crystal energy to pump into the laser as it passes through. So those are like our amplifying stages. And wow. there's a couple of stages of those. The ending pulse ends up having like, uh, it, it depends. Uh, say in like the past experiments we did, say like, I don't know, tens of joules, which is not like a lot of joules, but in the amount, uh, joules is like a unit for energy. Right. Yeah, I knew that. Thank <laughs> you for explaining that to Kale. I knew he was looking at you weirdly. Um, but in the amount of um, time that the laser exists for in a certain amount of like space and because these lasers down to really small spot sizes, uh, intensity is measured as a unit of energy per unit area per unit time. Um, so by shrinking the time in the area, um, we can even make that moderate sounding energy be a huge amount of intensity and a huge amount of power. Right. Hmm. So it's I'm I'm trying to think of because uh, I feel like I wrapped my mind around what you were describing a little bit, and so it's it, it's a measure of energy in the same and, and maybe when I'm saying I'm thinking of it as a measure of of force, whereas you think of like if you step on a nail it's going to go through your foot if you lay on a nail of beds you're or a bed of nails you're okay, so it's kind of that concept right that it's so hyper focused that it's the intensity that's is a, so much greater than if it was spread out. Yeah, that isn't that's yeah that's a neat. Uh, that's a neat analogy. I haven't thought about it. You can way. use that. Just put my name in the paper. I want to. I, I, I want a cut of that Nobel Prize, my friend. Oh, I want here. like like a Starbucks gift card for my contribution. <laughs> so, so what we end up using that laser for, uh, in like what I focus on is we focus it down into a puff of gas, and uh, the gas plasma is not dense enough, like reflect or uh, destroy like the laser beam in any significant way so it creates a bubble and the bubble travels behind the laser as like a wake so you know like when a boat is driving fast in a lake it'll create a wake behind it where there's kind of like right. waves that crash into each other behind the boat but then there's like the space right behind the yeah. boat where we create that and in fact it's called a wake field um, but it's a plasma wake field so there's like electrons from the plasma are expelled and that creates the bubbles and you're left with positive ions and like a bubble of electrons around you. And what can happen is if an electron gets caught in that bubble, the electrons around the side of the bubble accelerate it to the center of the bubble, uh, as well as the ions in the center, like <laughs> electrons are attracted to positive charge, repelled from negative charge. So aren't we all, <laughs> If you get an electron in the bubble, uh, it will move with the bubble, which is moving with the laser, which is moving at the speed of light. So we use these lasers as particle accelerators. Um, we, in particular, 
accelerate positrons and electrons usually with laser wave field acceleration. So with the intent being, um, you know, like, like, you know, the big circular particle, like just smack them into something and see what happens. Uh, that is like a very interesting regime that we are like, in fact, our upcoming Zeus laser, uh, uh, will have some experiments doing that. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be very cool physics, but you can also, these high energy electron beams create things like x-rays, uh, hard x-rays that are different from like the x-ray you get like a medical image from. So right. you, you can do like industrial imaging. Um, but they also exist for roughly the amount of time the laser pulse is order of femtoseconds. So you get an ultra fast burst of radiation. Uh, so if there's like a really fast process happening, for example, in like an explosion that you need to image, uh, you can imagine like military funds, this sort of technology to do ultra fast x-ray imaging. Yeah, uh, they are. <laughs> so basically what you're describing to me is that you're living out uh, the movie Real Genius. I don't know that movie. Neither do sure. I. Oh my, listen, this it's, it's Val Kilmer. I don't know the other male lead. Um, I'm telling you this movie is your do life. you even know this movie, Kale? <laughs> oh, I know this movie. I'm telling you. So this kid's like a 15-year-old genius, gets recruited by a school to work in a laser program that gets weaponized, and he's shocked by it. it this is like a 80s movie, so I feel no need to offer spoiler alerts. It's phenomenal. It's the life you're living right now. Someday you show up to your lab, and your laser's gone, and it's because they've strapped it to like a B2, and uh, it's, it's, oh. not, it's not good. Yeah. So can you like use this late? Can you use Zeus's laser to like shoot like ISIS or something? <laughs> is that too extreme? Speaking of extreme, uh, is that too extreme? Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't some of the, some of the earlier research in our field was like lasers as weapons, direct like direct laser weapons. Uh, well, we we don't study that. <laughs> there there are I think some some current correct me from and none of this is why we brought you on, but it's so interesting. Why I, I can't. I think, why I think he's I can't on. help myself. No, not this. Just everything we've talked about. I'm like we've got a great reason for you to be here. Um, that makes a lot of sense. But I, I think there are direct applications now where they're doing it uh, both um, uh, with like missile intercept systems and um, like systems to take out drones. I think there's some laser applications now. I mean, I know it's not what you're working in, but oh, certainly, uh, yeah, yeah, different different like regime of laser yeah. okay. for sure. But um, oh yes, there's a lot of applications of now, like laser. I I do have to ask because you're you're a scientist. You're in science. You follow the science. So listen, it's pretty clear we're we're nerds here on the Salt and Soda podcast. Now, to varying degrees of credential uh, and in varying areas, we're nerdier in some areas than others, but we're nerds. Now, it seems to me like science has done a great job of cranking out the tech that we grew up seeing in Star Trek. We've talked about this on the podcast. An iPad, it's, especially if you watch Next Generation, it's like the stupid little things they carry around all the time. Like, we're just shy of having tricorders. Like, my watch is reading my vitals. What's that if that's not a tricorder? Jason, where, especially since you're working on lasers, where, sir, is our Star Wars tech? Why do we not have lightsabers? Where is my floating speeder bike? Where are the droids? What are you guys <laughs> even doing with your time? I watched a YouTube video of a man making a plasma lightsaber, and that was cool. <laughs> that these exist. Um, Isn't it like realistically? I know I'm the worst person to probably ask. This is the science on why this is not real. Um, a lightsaber can't be a thing because light just keeps going and 
like lightsabers don't just stop at after like three feet right? until well, until until it doesn't see oh, this <laughs> this drives me crazy and I, this this might I think trick, of a laser pointer this might trigger you a little bit it. but I'm like well the the science is only settled until it's not mm. you can't stop it at the end until you can't until we figure it out and listen any self respecting Star Wars fan and nerd that didn't think of Kyber crystals the second he talked about spooling up his laser with crystals in it I put forth to you that that person is not a Star Wars fan. Mm. He's basically working on lightsabers. You just got to make it happen. So can the smart guy <laughs> explain lightsabers? No? <laughs> it's not like, have you played the video game The Force Unleashed? Yes. Okay. That game, you go around uh, in like a, a deep, dark corner, you'll find a kyber crystal. That's not real life. <laughs> we don't have kyber crystals laying around. What is, um, are you even trying? What makes <laughs> have you, you even really what, looked? I, I counter that, Josh, with... Uh, the question, how do you know it's really light in a lightsaber? It might just be a misnomer. Mm. But if it's plasma... hey Mind exploded. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just be shooting out like the surface of the sun from a battery. I mean, So why aren't you working on that? Then? Ultimately, like plasma <laughs> would be the better argument for what it is anyways, right? For some of the claimed capabilities. Right. Well, right. Yeah, because it slices through stuff. Uh-huh. And I can see plasma yeah. being whatever enough to... Yeah, like swing. I go back to episode Qui-Gon just melting that blast door. Yeah. That feels very plasma-y yeah. to me in, in, my, mean, in my vast experience with plasma. Like... And I played Fallout <laughs> and there's certain plasma guns and it makes things gooier. So, okay, that's what my research become, is. Plasma we, gun, thank you. Did, did Josh and I just become PhD candidates? <laughs> did we just... One other thing that's uh, super random, and I, I do want to get to why we brought you on. I, I grabbed you, <laughs> Yes, finally. <laughs> uh, no, man, dude, you're you're a genius. I love talking about this stuff. I'm forever... Jason, I'll tell you, I'm forever... Like, I'll read this article I barely understand from some news mag, and I fire it straight off to Jason. I'm like, explain this to me like I'm five. <laughs> like especially the uh, the gravitational wave stuff. Like Jason will tell you, I really get into that stuff. I won't even bring it up in the pot. I I would bore oh, myself. Ligo talk- is so cool. Oh, it's Ligo so, so cool. it's amazing, right? There's all this this really cool stuff. But one thing that did stand out to me would there be? Because I'm going to go ahead and sit here and solve some of your high tech lab problems for you with like the the concept of okay, if your laser hits anything and bounces off, like that the refracted you know laser blast whatever is is an issue. Is, is there any way for you guys to mitigate that with some of that? Like I keep, you see a new article about, it, I feel like every year they've released a new like blackest paint ever. And, <laughs> and, but I've seen some real, real cool stuff and, ex, and experience with people that actually work in science, just kind of doing YouTube videos for fun, but people with legit credentials showing really how absorbent that stuff is. But are you, is, would that even apply in the infrared range? Is that are you working with such levels that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter? Like, okay, come at me with your super black paint. Who cares? The infrared point's a good point. I, I wouldn't have even thought of that. That's a that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I'm just trying. To, I'm know. just trying to save your eyes, or maybe I'm not. Maybe it would fix your eyes. Uh, we now we don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I do know. So the more absorptive a color is, like a surface, uh, the more energy it's literally absorbing which right. means that surface is heating up i believe um and I, I just just my gut telling me this if we shot the hercules laser into <laughs> into a surface of that like deep dark black paint i think we would set that thing on fire <laughs> there, there would be so much energy being absorbed into such a small amount of space mm. uh 
Jason, if you don't try this at least once before you're out of that lab, <laughs> lose my number, man. If you wanted, could you just walk into the lab and just like hit the on button and shoot it if you wanted? Um, or is there like a lot of locked doors and I've seen? Face well, IDs? are you are you cool with us like pulling some of the pics and stuff you've posted? Like, I've there's been he uh, Jason shares cool pictures of them setting up the laser, moving things around. Oh um, yeah, I think fine. some of the images I saw recently were um, the really colorful rainbowy looking things. I assume that was you imaging like the Wakefield, yeah. What platform did you see this? Because uh, it would have been some social media. Who knows? Okay, uh, that might have been. I've been working on a magnet code. Oh, oh no! I'm looking at Facebook now. Just recent ones are phase space diagrams of particles uh, that are near the speed of light interacting with a plasma. Yeah, we'll um, we'll share them anyways because nobody but you will know what they are. But we'll we'll if you're cool with that, we'll put up some cool. Some cool pictures of the kind of stuff Jason's doing because it is awesome. And so, like, um, how much longer until I I get to call you Dr. Professor Jason and not just PhD (laughs) candidate Jason before we move on to Um, why we actually brought you on 30 minutes later? (laughs) Hopefully, fingers crossed, like, uh, two years I'll be done with my PhD. Nice. Um, And they'd be making some fat guap, right? (laughs) I think he um, wants or to work. To academia. <laughs> yeah, he wants to work on like betterment of mankind crap. There ain't no money in it. Oh, why? Yeah, so I'm saying he's got to win the Nobel Prize and hope he doesn't have to share it. Uh, there true. is money in that. See, That's true. That's why you got to quit it's playing nice. With, you got to quit playing nice with others. You don't want one of those collaboration prizes. You're gonna walk away with like twenty grand, dude. Wasn't Trump nominated like four <laughs> times for a Nobel Peace Prize? That's a different deal, brother. It's a different prize. That's uh, uh, well, I know. I, I could I, nominate you four times for the Nobel Peace Prize. Do you want to oh. be nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, <laughs> so a, that's what you're. That's what you've been talking about. The Nobel Peace Prize. It's not like a committee that sits and sort. Like the nomination isn't like a nomination committee. It's like oh. there's people who have that access. I think some of it's like. Uh, there's politicians, all kind of stuff. So you can oh. just be like, I'm into that person. I so thought it was more legit they on get how you nominated. got nominated. Never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. We want to go down the uh, track of how legit it was or wasn't. So, um, But why we actually brought you on is because while um, aerospace, not your bag, astrophysics, not your bag, but there's physics in what you do. There's physics in the word astrophysics. We've been talking a bunch. Ah! <laughs> Well, I don't know if we'd say a bunch. I would always talk more. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't say we. Um, space lately. Josh's eyes gloss over, like I'm talking way over his head, and I, I'm literally le- reading articles off like in Gadget, so I'm terrified about what's about to happen. But we can't get Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that's okay. This, is, this isn't the Solid 10 podcast. It's the Solid 7 podcast. So we, we went for seven-tenths of Neil deGrasse Tyson, and here you I- are. I happily take that title. <laughs> <laughs> You're seven tenth Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like all of the physics without. Never mind. Never okay. mind. So I was gonna say without any of the accusations, I'll just make the joke. But uh, I think I think he cleared those. So, um, but why we brought you on is uh, something that's been really cool, and there's even more news about this today that I think you guys both saw. As I've been talking about uh, the Ingenuity helicopter. Uh, that made the trip, uh, the long journey to Mars with the Perseverance rover and has now completed today its fourth flight, which was even more advanced. Uh, And I alluded to this on uh, one of the podcasts. Like there's a little bit, I feel like now, you know, if you're not following space, you're not into it. I've really been on this kick. Like I feel like people should be 
more fired up about what we're doing in space exploration now. Like if you really dig into it, I feel like it's as exciting a time in space exploration as there's ever been. If you just, if you just know where to look, if you just see it, cause it doesn't, you know, it's not as flashy as, uh, you know, somebody hopping off a ladder onto the moon though. We'll be doing that again here soon. Uh, but so ingenuity, I think we look at that and I, I talked about this a little bit on the pod Yes, I can get on Amazon or I can drive to Best Buy right now and I could buy well, they're closed now. a really sweet... Well, Amazon's never closed, buddy, okay? So if I wanted an awesome drone, I could do that. So big whoop that we're flying this little helicopter on Mars. Oh, and when you look, like they're flying it for like five seconds at 10 meters. Big deal. Jason, please explain to us why it's a big, awesome deal. Okay. Um, well, first of all, there's a helicopter on Mars. Need I say more? Yes. Um, I don't know why people okay. need more than that. I, I guess <laughs> that you literally asked for more. So um, the atmosphere on Mars, and you can imagine the atmosphere on a planet is important for a helicopter hovering in the atmosphere on a planet, is one one hundredth the density of the atmosphere on Earth. Uh <clears throat> And by the atmosphere on Earth, I mean the atmosphere around, like, the altitude that humans generally exist at. Right. Um, you may know that, like, helicopter missions, rescue missions in, like, the mountainous regions, um, they can go wrong because if a helicopter needs to go, like, too high, the air density will become too low. The helicopter literally cannot push enough air down to keep pushing itself up. Right. Did not know that. I was yeah. wondering why in GTA, like why why the helicopter stopped at a certain height. Yes, or or in real life, perhaps you've heard <laughs> that there's 100. percent There's just dead bodies on Everest because when people die when they're up there climbing, you don't have the the people that are up there. You don't have the physical extra energy to expend to carry them down. You can't manage it as a human. No group of you can because all of the energy you can muster, all the strength you can muster, is spent keeping you alive and getting you around. So they can't cart them out. But it's it's what we're talking about. There's not enough atmospheric density to like fly a helicopter up there and did drop not, somebody down with a little basket and pull them out. Did not know that. Yeah, no, they're they're just there. You go climb Everest, you're going to see some frozen dead well, people. Well, it's like $80,000, so no thank you. Well, if you win the Nobel Prize, you'll have that kind of we could all I'll pay for all of us. Deal. There are no dead bodies on Mars. Let's make that. You don't know. You don't it, know. How a, dare you as no, a scientist? Solid 7 exclusive. I, I as a scientist <laughs> can tell you. <laughs> Is there dead microbes? Maybe. I was about to say dead. Dead what? Who knows? <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I think I guess part that's, of, that's why we're there. <laughs> I think part of the reason why, because I have a foot in both camps. Like I think the space stuff is cool, but like my eyes do gloss over, and I'm kind of like, uh huh. But I think it's because we've seen the drones on Mars for so long, and like until like what you said, a foot stepping off the ladder landing. Until we see some people land on Mars, I think that's why everyone's kind of bored. They're like, we've seen this already. And it's just like, show us something cooler. And no one cares about the yeah. helicopter because I think people associate that with the, the rover the and probably and think it's the yeah. same. I'm going to say, we've done the rovers. We've never done this. Nobody's done this. But I think Gravity see... is pulling those suckers to the ground. This is overcoming that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I don't think people realize like what you're saying with Mount Everest. And like, I didn't know a helicopter couldn't go that high. Like I figured there was a limit, but I didn't know the reason no. why. But like that makes sense why on Mars it's a big deal because that should be pretty hard. So the the atmosphere of Mars is also made more of carbon dioxide uh, relative to like that of the atmosphere of Earth. So it's slightly different like fluid physics too. Uh, 
this helicopter just wouldn't fly on Earth. It would not. The way they tested it was they got a really big vacuum chamber. They they stuck her to the density of Mars and they pumped in some carbon dioxide and they literally made a Martian atmosphere. Oh wow! And it flew. <laughs> So, um, so what from a, a like a, you know a scientific method or that that scientific mindset of of testing, like because I I saw that testing and it, it's uh, NASA JPL Jet Propulsion Lab that worked on this project and continues to to work on the project as it proceeds on Mars. Um, like I saw them testing it, so like you see it work in those conditions. So what would make that iffy on Mars other than just you know if it got damaged in travel? Wind? Is there wind on Mars? There is wind on Mars. You can hear it on the microphones that we sent up on Percy because space travel is dope right now. But the wind is on an atmosphere one one hundredth the density of <laughs> So you would feel a breeze there like you do here. Well, relative to like when the Martian he got blown away <laughs> by a big old breeze. <laughs> there are like dust storms yeah. on it's hard to keep that dust to the ground when you got like eighty percent of the gravity of Earth. So <laughs> mm. um but uh, at night, when you're facing uh, a day on what is called a sol, S-O-L, when the sun, when you're on the surface of Mars that is facing away from the sun, it is minus 100 degrees Celsius. It can get down to you. What is that and Fahrenheit? When... <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. We record this podcast in America, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make this conversion. Google, tell me. <laughs> Oh, scientist needs Google. <laughs> Get Minus one hundred and forty-eight. Apparently, ah, I know what that Oof. is now. Yeah, that's a little cold. That's, that's colder that's than chilly. Than it gets here. That's about winter in Michigan, is it not, my friend? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then when it's daytime in Mars, it gets it gets it gets a little warm. So you right. need to make this helicopter that is meant to. Uh, pick itself up, propel itself up in this extremely rarefied atmosphere that can also withstand temperatures from minus degrees, uh, minus 100 degrees Celsius to to over the degrees it gets on Earth. Um, and all the while, you have to travel through space. <laughs> it has to withstand like the stresses of space travel <laughs> to right. get to Mars. It's an extremely like it's an extreme engineering challenge that uh, the team at JPL overcame to get that there and to have it survive day and night for it to be able to do what it's meant to do. Well, and and not only so the the primary mission as they described it, and I think at this point, knowing what we found out today, they were they were being coy that they were holding out on us some, but the way this was described is it's a secondary mission to what the rover's doing. Period. If it doesn't work, hey, we tried. We're going to try and fly this, fly this thing five times. Not very long flights because of all the mitigating factors you just talked about. So you're, you're battling um, you know, weight issues. you got to have a battery on this thing. Of course, if there's no cameras, it didn't happen because we live in a social media world. So it's got to have cameras on it. So versus you know, how fast can I spin these rotors? So and, and what becomes the more limiting factor there, like the the weight or the lift that you're generating or you're just constantly balancing those, those two and trying to find that s- sweet spot with the, the size that you have to work with. Um, I think they made it like as light as they could uh, with like the scientific instruments they needed to include on it. Um, to make the weight 
less of an issue, <laughs> but of course that's an issue. You're, yeah. you're lifting it in this, uh, in those conditions. Um, you mentioned the blade speed. Um, I looked this up, so I have an idea, but how many rotations per minute do you think a helicopter makes like a general run of the mill helicopter? Oh gosh, I'm the worst at estimating. I just know it looks cool when it matches the frame rate of the camera you're using and it looks like it's standing still. That's <laughs> yeah, the extent of my knowledge about it. <laughs> the rotors aren't even moving. How's it doing that? <laughs> uh, Josh, do you have, do you have a guess? Uh, two. <laughs> he, he's the guy that bids. A, he, he's, he's the guy that bids a dollar on the prices, right? <clears throat> so no, I mean, I, I I would suspect that you're well up into three figures of, of revolutions per minute on, on say a standard, you know, standard size, and and like a. It depends on if it's an African helicopter or a European helicopter, and how many coconuts it's carrying. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a good 750 revolutions per minute. That's an average. Okay, I think it. I think it's somewhere around the area of like three hundred. Okay. So I'm. I'm sorry, I stole the thunder out of your three hundred number, but I think you're about. <laughs> I think you're about to wow me with ingenuity. That's what I think. Ingenuity has its helicopter blades spin at two thousand four hundred rotations. So that's pretty fast. That's really fast. The tip goes about seven seventy uh, percent of the speed of sound. Wow. So how do you overcome, how are they overcoming the friction issues that have to emanate from that? Uh, well, by, by friction issues, you mean air, uh, air, like air friction? Well, that, that was going to be my next question. Cause like you can find, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard Jason, we've, we've been, uh, in a couple of wars in the middle East for a few years here in America. And, um, you know, I don't know how many cool things come out of that, but one of the cool things you can find is awesome pictures of helicopters landing in dust that are kicking up and the ends of the rotors start to glow because of the friction from the sand, uh, in the air. That is right. And so you get these glowing circular pictures that look like sci-fi and they're really awesome. So, uh, understanding how, you know, you're not dealing with, uh, with friction from, from atmosphere, which we've already talked about, but then, uh, you know, you can see pictures of, you can look at pictures of the of the helicopter right now and see the dust sitting on it. So I would think there's gotta be some issue with the particles you're seeing in the, just the sand particles, whatever it is. If it's, I don't know if it's appropriate to call it sand. <laughs> um, I, Oh, well, yeah, Mar- Martian dust. <laughs> yes, there we go. Um, well, I I actually do not know what engineering went into overcoming that, but I do know that the flight time isn't very much. Yeah. It's only meant to hover for like two minutes, and that's probably one of the primary reasons is overcoming the air friction and like the heat generated from <clears throat> like the mechanical friction yeah. of the helicopter itself. And even just... I mean, to spin up to that speed, like you don't really have a torque issue because you're not fighting atmosphere. And I think the blades are pretty, pretty light. Like, I don't think there's a lot of weight there. So I don't know that you need a ton of torque to drive it, but even just to to spin up to that, that's insane. Yeah. Like how many watermelons could that cut? (laughs) (laughs) Please please add uh, ingenuity to fruit ninja Ninja (laughs) as a bonus level. Uh, and then what for the people i mean i know why but like there's probably people that are like what's the point of the helicopter why do you need a helicopter on mars why not just get like an airplane 
I don't think you could uh, with the I don't think you could pull off a winged craft with with the limitations of the atmosphere, could you? It's got to be it's got to be rotary or rocket. I feel like. Um, I I haven't looked into this, but something tells me you're right. I mean, um, you think about how what kind of wing surface you would need to generate lift in any mm-hmm. meaningful amount. Right. I, I just don't know how you do it. Right. So yeah, wing would have to be like definitely looked at and changed to uh, accommodate the atmospheric conditions on Mars because uh, the wing design is meant to like induce buoyancy from like the airflow under the wings. Um, there's not a lot of airflow on Mars, so you definitely need to like compensate that. Um, what was the question? Why do we need it? Okay. <laughs> um, for one, uh, rovers can only realistically take <clears throat> pictures of the surface of Mars uh, roughly at the height of what the rover sits at. It might have an arm that holds a camera up, but uh, not much more than that. Mm. Which so your horizon is limited to like how far you are. Right. But if you ever if you've ever been in an airplane, something that is very high, you can see for much higher distances around you. So part of this was let's get this thing that has this camera that can do surveying for hundreds of more uh, miles, hundreds of more meters, and that can educate our like decisions on where to send the rover for features that we might not be able to necessarily see from Earth, but we can see from there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and, you know, as you say that, they, they just came out today, so they had a successful fourth flight. Each flight has gotten more and more advanced. They've traveled farther, faster, longer. Harder, better. There's really cool. Kanye was on to something. Um, was that was, was that Kanye? Did <laughs> yeah, I just, that was, okay, that I just was Daft Punk, sir. <laughs> but he sampled it. Thank you very much. He made it bigger I than know some did. pop culture. I know some <laughs> pop. R.I.P. Daft Punk. Um, but, um, Are they dead? Uh, they called it quits. Like twenty years, they're out. They're gonna take the helmets off, and well, I didn't know that. Surprising for Frenchmen. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a sad day for them. <laughs> it's like they've got the Louvre and those guys, and now they're down to the Louvre. So, um, but uh, no, fries. so they're gonna. It's it, but it has been so successful. Part of it was um, just that discovery of can we do this to use it in the kind of capacity that you were just talking. But they're actually extending. They weren't at least they say they weren't intending to use. Uh, ingenuity in that capacity, but they've been so happy and so so surprised by the performance that they're extending the mission and they are going to kind of use it to hop ahead and continue to serve Perseverance as it as it continues its mission. And I don't know if we've ever even talked about that, but the mission of Perseverance as a rover is something we've never done, which is amazing, which it's a, it does have a laser on its head. Thank you very much. So it rolls around zapping rocks, seeing what's in them, but it's actually drilling core samples, storing them in tubes, that it's going to drop off on con, uh, in containers on the surface. We're going to send up another rover with its own little rocket, pick up those samples, blast those suckers off the surface of Mars, which we've never done before, and just ship them on back to Earth. Why not, call, <laughs> why not just ask Amazon to like next? Okay. Well, That's if cool. uh, maybe if Bezos could ever get uh, his big rocket <laughs> off the ground, <laughs> we could do that. Oh, true. Bezos and Elon collab. Yeah. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah, it's it's awesome stuff. But I one of the things I wanted to ask you about this that I couldn't just ascertain on my cell on my own is um, like based on the limitations we're talking about, it doesn't sound like rotary craft based on 
our understandings now, the science we have now, the knowledge of Mars we have now, this isn't something we'd be able to to school like scale up for human transport. Like it just have to be such such a large machine machine. And I feel like oh you, my God. <laughs> you and I think you would run into limitations when you get into the things um, you know, just with uh, particle friction with rotors and stuff like that. You you couldn't make a meaningful flight with anything that size, I feel like. I'll, I will never say never sort of thing, but <clears throat> this rover, the uh, Ingenuity, the helicopter, is four pounds. <laughs> oh. um, so yes, scaling that up to uh, lift a human as cargo is definitely orders of magnitude uh, more difficult. Yeah. Um, Unless we and, listen to Elon and nuke the poles to terraform that bad boy. <laughs> Will that I, actually work? Because the more you're talking about Mars, I'm thinking like, why are we trying to get there? This seems like a pretty, like if it's almost negative 200 degrees at night, why are we, why are we? Because right now it's the only, it's the only option that and uh, what one or two of Jupiter's moons, maybe we could inhabit, but that's, it, you want to go interplanetary. It's, it's the only show in town right now. Mm. So terraforming Mars actually seems scientifically possible um whether or not it's economically feasible is another is another topic the nuking the poles is an idea <laughs> tori you ever heard of tori bruno like that's, I that's also not heard that's of outside your, it's outside of your wheelhouse i hadn't until i kind of got back into space recently but tori bruno really cool guy really 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 smart engineer but he heads up uh, United Launch Alliance. So that's who's building. They do the Delta IV Heavy and the Atlas V right now, the Delta II before that. Uh, and then they've got the their new Vulcan rocket coming up here soon that'll kind of retire both the, the Delta IV Heavy and the, the Atlas V. But he's, he, I can't remember why, but he's super uh, active on social media. So if you're interested on Tori's take, you can find it. But he's uh, he's a real downer on nuking the poles. So... Um. <laughs> It needs to be looked into more. I I, I will say it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but we are. I mean, it's you know, it's not terraforming. But uh, do you know about the little Moxie? Uh, uh, what's word I'm looking for? Experiment that they included on a Perseverance. Mox. So Moxie is one of these uh, super cool you know acronyms that you scientists like to come up with things for things like uh, oh, na- Deuce, naming Deuce your laces after Zeus. <laughs> of course it is. It has to be. Um, but so Moxie is a little experiment on um, in situ resource use and um, you know can we feasibly generate um, you know breathable oxygen from Martian atmosphere? Mm. And uh, it turns out that we can. So obviously being on the rover that's, you know, like a small SUV size, crossover size, it's a small version. But I think we looked it up last podcast or the podcast before, and they've already managed to generate like 5.4 grams of, uh, of oxygen, which they equated to about 10 minutes of breathable oxygen for, uh, uh, for an astronaut. I will need to look into that more, but how long did it take to do that? How much energy did it take to do that? And I don't, how much so in is Kale educating the scientists? So Percy's, well, he would understand how they did it. I only know that they did it. Mm. That's that's the difference. I read the article and Jason could write the article. Gotcha. Um, and give the <laughs> and give the interview for the article. I just article. wanted to know if I should move my chair back before his Kale's um, head blew up too big. No, no, no. That's but it's, um, well, I don't, you know, it's Percy's nuclear powered. So they've kind of got, you know, it's not like they're counting on solar. So they've got a lot of power to work with. 
Uh, but mm-hmm. but I, I haven't seen those stats and they wouldn't they wouldn't mean anything to me like they would to you. But it's cool that, that it's doable and that they generated that much on that small scale on the rover to me gives me a lot of hope for that kind of tech being scalable. Like it, it seems if if because you've you've got oh, to, yeah, yeah. you've got to have the oxygen for your people there and you've got to have the oxygen to get back off the surface. Like you've got to you're going to need the liquid oxygen if you're if you're going to get back off Mars. Um, and there's so beyond that, once you get enough like <clears throat> phosphorus in soil, things like this, water in the atmosphere, and on to get like a water cycle back going, um, trees can do that. <laughs> yeah, there's no real reason that trees can't grow on Mars other than like lack of resources to grow. Um, so definitely, like once we get enough resource there to start that process, uh, it, it'll just keep itself going, uh, creating oxygen from CO2. Um, Wait, trees can just grow that's on really Mars cool, but, if you planted one right now? Uh, I don't think it would grow right now. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what you were saying. I was like, wait, what? Why, why doesn't so, the drone just plant a seed real quick? There, <laughs> there's not a lot of... Well, okay, so the temperature gradients are very high right now because uh, the atmosphere... Global well, warming? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact... Well, it's just Mar- global warming to the end of it, and you have Mars. <laughs> well, Mars has. Uh, I mean, I think the debate is on about what happened to the Martian atmosphere, if, if in fact it ever existed. But I think there's. I feel like there's strong scientific evidence that it did. CO two um, emissions from our cars, but uh, Mars, uh, it, it lacks a magnetic field. Yeah, is the big issue with the atmosphere, is it not? Y- <clears throat> yes. Um, well, not necessarily lacks. I don't think it has zero, but its magnetosphere is like extremely, extremely small compared to the magnetosphere of Earth. And that has a lot of like useful um, ap- like useful applications to a planet's livelihood for life. Yeah. Um, filters out a lot of like harmful radiation from the sun. We get pretty northern lights uh, from our magnetosphere filtering out high energy particles from like space <laughs> yeah um and so without that the sun would just be those same solar winds the same uh, ejections would just be s- slowly stripping away atmosphere from us yes or not so slowly yeah in addition uh, to just irradiating all of us right um those higher energy particles they like to follow magnetic field lines um Actually, yeah, in our lab, we have some, like, diagnostic tools that are magnets for our particles. They like to follow the field lines, so we use them in that uh, way. But the Earth does that, too. So when a high-energy particle is released from the sun, as it's a big burning ball of plasma, it releases a lot of those. Um, it finds our Earth's, our Earth's magnetic field lines, and it just travels through them, like, travels along them. And eventually, when it reaches the top, the field line curves hard enough that the particle has a hard time, like, following it still. Right. So it kind of goes back into space. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the same physics that make, like, actually being in orbit around a body tricky. Yes? Like, too fast and you skip off and too slow and you're just getting sucked back in. Yes. Yeah. The gravity that a particle feels, I mean, yeah, similar analogy. It's just, it's not gravity doing it. It's a magnetic field curvature. <laughs> I mean, you can just say, no, dummy, it's not the same. It's okay. I can take no, it. it <laughs> a, a no, dummy. <laughs> no, it is a good analogy. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, dude, I, I could sit and, and nerd out with you all night long. 
Oh, um, night long. But alas, I may be I may be the only one. Someone somewhere is like, I'm digging this. And then somebody that just listens to us for laugh track jokes is like, So, but dude, this is fun. Thank you so much for doing this. Dude, it was good meeting you. Good, Josh. I followed I you on Instagram. I to during... say I listened Sorry, to the past podcast and you were, uh, you were, you were talking about Nice of the Old Republic, which is a fantastic video game. Yes. I just wanted to say that I share your appreciation. <laughs> ah, thank you, sir. Well, you're, you're welcome because as, as you're probably aware then now, solid, solid seven podcasts. Uh, remake you know, got a remake going for everybody, so you're welcome, America. It seems like it's a remake, not a remaster, and that's a big deal. All right, remaster um, is just like graphics is, high yeah, res. We should definitely spend another thirty minutes yeah. or so on it. But yeah, you played the second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, real quick, did you hear the podcast with Mike on Mike last name redacted? No, no, no. Uh, He's listened to six, but not five. Okay, he uh, on that one. He talked about Kotar two released, not completed. And that there is like a modded version of it that the fans put together and then release that one. You could like download it like for PC not consoles, but Ooh. and there's like a whole fully fleshed out Kotar two apparently. Yeah, and I didn't know of that. And yeah, he, go check out episode five. You'll enjoy it. Well, there goes my weekend. So, okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> but awesome. Will you do this again? Will you just? Will you be our? Uh, I was gonna say science guy. That's probably trademarked. Maybe our, our science the science man. guy. <laughs> But can but he I, actually has the credentials to say it, unlike Bill. Hey yo! Whoa! Okay. That joke doesn't work now that we just had him talk for an hour outside of his field of expertise. I'm <laughs> getting a PhD in nuclear engineering, so I'm going to be a hack like Bill Nye at some point. <laughs> hey, better than our cred for sure. <laughs> I followed you on Instagram while you were talking at one point during the podcast. Oh, heck yeah! Yeah, so um, now we can be friends. Check out, check out my dogs on Instagram. Hey, That's do you want to talk cool. about dogs versus kids real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you two are the same person. He really more, is you if you tried. He's you, me that if was I, the most accurate thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, he's me if I actually oh didn't do gosh. internship and went to college and tried. Well, dude, this has been a blast. Definitely definitely want to do it again. Uh, sure, I'll uh, be uh, your 7 tenths, Neil, anytime you want. I'll, I'll take it, man. Of course, once you finish the doctorate, we might have to bump you for somebody less accomplished. Like, you might hit that 8-9. That might be a problem. Well, the interview yeah, can only I be 30 it. minutes, then it can't be. Yeah, yeah. We can't take too much of his time. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> So, but, uh, but hey, we get to come see you soon. My kids are in your wedding. So, yeah. If you're yeah. up uh, around Ann Arbor. The... Why didn't I get an invite to the wedding? So anyways, that's all the time we have here uh, today with, uh, with our, our resident <laughs> physicist. That one didn't uh, work. Soon to be Dr. Jason Carley. Thanks, man. Seriously. Appreciate you. It was fun. Been fun. All right. Thanks, buddy. Jason, drop in knowledge my brain got an extra wrinkle today uh i feel like i'm gonna have to just go back and listen three or four times with google open and then i will understand the conversation that we had well a salesman just came to my door and sold me an entire encyclopedia so i'm gonna use that no that was that was awesome and we'll we'll definitely have him back i don't know about what smart person things Um, does he know how computers work maybe you can tell us why we like apple so much uh, I think probably at a molecular level, but not like <laughs> a programming computer turn level. on. <laughs> so, but no, Jason, thanks man for coming on. We look forward to doing that again. So hopefully you guys enjoyed, enjoyed that. But 
I, I just thought it was time to to hit on some of that stuff and like hearing the stuff he's working on. I just think it's so. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, but it really is. I wasn't kidding. If you haven't ever seen Real Genius, look it up. It's phenomenal, and it is his life. The movie. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's got to be on some streaming service somewhere. Everything's on the streaming service somewhere. Right. Except for the movie Space Camp. Can't find it anywhere. Mm. I don't want to watch it. I really do think he's my alternate reality. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the successful me. Yeah, you you <laughs> landed on that perfectly. Yeah, it was impressive. So, well, man, we we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I we what you guys appreciate. Oh, okay. Um, I thought you were having a stroke for a minute. No, if if only I had a, a decent uh, producer and engineer that could edit that out for me and make me sound good. Um, but he can edit but, that uh, in. Thanks for listening. I skipped my usual housekeeping, but the podcast still going strong. We made some posts about it that hopefully you guys saw. Hopefully you're following us on on the socials on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Solid the Number Seven Podcast uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. But we cleared 500 plays this week. Actually, um, depending on who you want to believe, we may be <laughs> way way over 500 plays. It's driving me insane. So I, it, everybody knows we're we're hosted, we're sponsored by, we're we're on Anchor, and Anchor gives us all this listening analytics. And so when you see us like posting about the plays or talking about the plays, that's where that's coming from. But then like Apple, because Pod- Anchor is grabbing every platform and yeah. combining it. Yeah, yeah, they're yep. pulling it from everywhere. Well, then Apple does their own what's supposed to be like more in depth, really intricate analytics, and mm-hmm. I I pop in there, and Apple's got us over like twelve hundred plays on Apple Podcasts alone. There's no way. There's no way. And Anchor is saying, 500. Hey, hey, you've got, you know, 500, over 500. And like 86% of your plays are coming from Apple Podcasts. Yeah. The mystery deepens. Uh, Anchor would have us believe that around, you know, 75, 80 people on average are listening to to each episode of the podcast. Apple says, oh, that's, that's more like, you know, 45 unique listeners that you have. So I don't know what's going on, but either way, we're glad you're Just listening. Just on April 14th alone, we had 113 plays. Is that what that means? Uh, I don't I don't know what you're looking at, buddy. I don't know either. I just clicked so, something. The point is, it's going good. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing. And uh, hopefully, if you haven't already, you take the time to uh, give us a little five-star rating and review. All of it helps. Um, you want to go the extra mile, you want to get the bonus content, the mug. We are working on stickers. We're working on sticker designs today. Actually, uh, hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com slash solid, the number seven. Also in the link in our bio on Instagram. Yeah. Just scroll down or over or, or whatever. It's not tough to find. Throw us some support there. We'll, we'll make it worth your while, but Hey, you, you don't have the 10 bucks to swing to get the mug. You don't have the five bucks. We understand um you know liking us sharing it all that all that helps too so we appreciate it and keep it up and we'll keep bringing the good stuff and hopefully jocko go will eventually hear this and uh give us all free jocko goes yes as always unofficially brought to you by jocko go put quit, quit putting garbage in your body yeah quit drinking those sugar coated lies my it's imper- poison. Yeah, mine's no better than yours. Yeah, but no energy drinks are full say. of garbage. Choco Go is not. Yes, I have a couple of friends, workers that uh, are, had tried this because uh-huh. you, you were giving me flack for commenting on the aftertaste. Uh-huh. A couple of people that have tried it 
are kind of in my boat have been addicted to sugar like sugar no Uh longer the case for me but uh when they tried it they said the same thing wow the aftertaste is wretched i i've never uh, well wretched's a real strong that's a strong word i redact i redact i've never said hey josh there's no aftertaste what are you talking about i've said hey if we want them to throw us a bunch of free jacko go or advertise on the podcast maybe that's not our main point every time but maybe my thing is i want to be transparent and on when he advertises it, they like when they first advertised the orange one, he was like, yeah, it's just like orange soda. So I was psyched to try it. I'm like, sweet. Maybe it'll taste like orange. I mean, it tastes like orange soda. Yeah. But there is the aftertaste. You get used to it. That's all I'll say. Two drinks in, you're used to it. No factor. But the first one, there is a, a learning curve. A listen, bit. listen, Chaco, Origin Maine. If the only thing holding you back from sponsoring is, me. is Josh, <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Reach out to me. But no, pick up a Jocko Go, Wawa, Vitamin Shop, OriginUSA.com, JockoFuel.com, Wawa, the Amazons, all kinds of places. Get yourself some Jocko Go. And uh, in the meantime, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what in the meantime. I don't know what you were going to say. <laughs> Evidently, I don't either. We can just say bye and then... Dang it, wrong one. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the clap one. Anyways. Hey, we love you. We're out. We're out.